0: Uh, We're uh, about to finish up Cheshbin number 18. And in the end of this Cheshbin, the Chavis Avavis tells us really something monumental about tefillah. And with this understanding of tefillah, what the purpose of tefillah is, it will give us a, uh, a healthier attitude to every tefillah that we engage in. Whether it's the daily tfilas or whether it's personal tefillas that we just do on our own, saying Tehillim, talking to HaKadosh Baruch who just in any language, like the Messias Yisharim explains, that when someone davens, he should view it as if he's talking to a friend of his. That's how real it is that HaKadosh Baruch listens to every tefillah. But the attitude is what Chavah tells us over here. What is really the purpose of tefillah? Like we began last night, that why do we have to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu what we need? Come with a whole list of things that we need, whether it's every day or on special occasions, it's certainly Rosh Hashanah. What are we doing? Is that what we, we have to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu what we need? Hashem knows what we need better than we know what we need. So, let's go, go through this tefillah that the Echel Minat Tzadikim used to say, after he completed his own tefillah, he would add an addendum to his tefillah. And he would say, "Like I don't feel like uh, boastful to stand before you by tefillah. It's not like I don't know how lowly I am, how ignorant I am. Of course I know that. And I know you're totally exalted, way above what I would be able to express about you. But yet... I, Even though I'm too small to even call to you and ha- sort of have an audience with you, I mean, if you think about it, the, uh, there's a beautiful lesson that uh, my daughter, who's a teacher, a fifth grade teacher, an excellent one, I may add, and she does an exercise with her class every year with the fifth grade girls. And she says, "Okay, girls, we're now going to call the White House and ask to speak to the president." I mean, I'm a tax-paying uh, citizen of, of this country, and I should be able to speak to to the person that I elected into office. So we're going to And she calls on on uh, you know on speakers so the girls could hear. She dials the. You, you eventually, you get through to somebody in the White House. You know, hi, so and so, I'm with the fifth grade. Uh, Girls' class, I'd like to speak to to the president, please. So, uh, obviously, they say, depending on who you get, you know, Said well, you can't really do that. He's not really available. And she would do it in a, in a gentle, respectful way, but being a little pushy to, to prove the, the point over here. And she would say, I mean, why can't I speak with her? I'm, I'm a citizen of this country. Why can't I have an audience with him just on the phone? I just want to speak with him. Well, you see, he can. He's very busy. He can't speak with everybody and And eventually, you know either they hang up or they say, "Well, what you could do is you could write an email to you know president at whitehouse dot gov and and we hope he'll get there, and who knows if it's going to get there and then she hangs up the phone and she says, "Girls, you know the president may be one of the most powerful people in Washington, maybe even in many states, maybe even in the country and you want to get an audience with Him, you can't. But yet, The Eivishter is the most powerful of all beings. And whenever you want an audience with Him, you don't even have to pick up the phone. You just say, Almighty, I am here to talk to you. And He's willing and ready and listening. And to think about it, like, we, we can't have just an audience of everybody because if you're not someone who's sort of on the level of Lahavdal, the president, so you, can't, you can't have an audience whenever you want. But yet, that's the way we should feel. How is it that we have the audacity to call on to call in to HaKadosh say, this is what I need from you, I need to ask you something, I'd like to, to praise you, I'd like to say you're, you're so great. How do we have the audacity? Says this tzaddik, the, the angels on high could praise you, Hashem, but me, I should praise you. So he explains, the only reason I'm so emboldened to do it is because you commanded me to stand before you and call to you. You gave me permission to praise your name in, at, much, at least as much as I could understand and, and uh, appreciate. The middle of the paragraphs we said. You knew you know exactly what's proper and appropriate for me. Vofneanagosi how to guide me and I'm not letting you know what I need Lhois Khalaim. It's not to inform you of this. Elosha Argish rather it's to appreciate and feel the great deficiency that I have and therefore have the place might be talking in you. And this is really the point of tefillah. The point of tefillah really, using this idea of Chavis of Abbas, who's saying to understand what we're lacking, to understand that we are lacking, to understand that we're deficient, and we have to come on to Hashem, the way that works, the mechanics of how that works, is, this is under a, 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 a tremendous principle that I heard several times from Mary Verabi, from the Mashkiya Zogazun sai from my Rebbe. He said, Tfila is not to change HaKadosh Baruch Hu. is to change ourselves. We're not saying, HaKadosh Baruch listen, Hashem, I know you didn't give me this thing, or you put me in this awkward position, or you're making it difficult for me, so could you please change your mind and change this situation? We're recognizing that we're deficient. We're recognizing that we are totally helpless and have no power of our own. And when we come to Hashem, we then change ourselves to be different people and understanding the greatness of Hashem, understanding this deficiency. And therefore, we have to place I've been in our in Hashem. And thereby, it changes us. And when it changes us, Hashem says, oh, you're a different person. I wanted to make a difficult, awkward situation. I wanted to make it uh, hard for you to achieve what you want to, but that was you before you changed. Now you're a different person. So that's how the mechanics of tefillah work. When we realize how deficient we are, how helpless we are, and we need to come out to Hashem, that changes us. We're different people. When we become different people, Hashem says, now I can grant what you need. Just as an aside... The uh, that works well, the mashkiach said, if I'm davening for myself. So therefore I change myself so maybe I can now be deserving of whatever I'm asking for. But let's say I'm davening for somebody else. Let's say there could be a, a person who's not even in a state of consciousness and I'm davening for him. Well, how did that person change? Maybe I changed by my fervent tefillah, by my connecting with Hashem, by having this relationship with Gajbok and realizing that all the power is in his hand, but it changes me, how does it change the person? So this, he said from his Rebbe, Rebbe La Pianzatzal, the way it works is that since that person, albeit he's unconscious in a hospital perhaps, but since he's the catalyst to change me, who is davening for him, so therefore it's like as if he's my Rebbe and I'm his Talmud. And because his Talmud changed because of his situation, he like taught me to do this because either he implored me to daven for him or just his situation brought me to daven for him and changed myself. Therefore, he deserves the schus. He gets that, that uh, the, the, the collateral benefit of someone changing because of him is redound to his schus and therefore he, is, he merits the salvation that he needs. Tzadik HaVes continues here, Another brilliant point from HaVes Vim And Hashem, this tzaddik says, I know I'm deficient and I'm asking for this. However, if I'm being utterly foolish for asking for something that is not good for me, you know, like I'm begging, could you please let me win the Powerball this week? You know, I've been playing it for so many years. I shall just this one time i won't ask you again just this one time let me let me win the $380 dollars and i i won't ask you again, but sometimes a person is foolish that could be the biggest curse and we know we don't even have to be have such be talking you could just read stories about it how it's it's made people's lives miserable very very tough to say, and designed to be to be the uh the, the guardian of all of that money and what to do with them, how appropriate to appropriate it. Okay, but that's just one example. So he says, and if I'm asking in my foolishness for something that's not good for me, my sheinet was not good for me, and I'm asking for something that's really not good for me, not appropriate for me, it's not going to fix me, it's not going to get me to where I want to. Your choice, your ultimate choice is better than my choice. In other words, Hashem, I'm asking for this because it's it's an exercise for me to understand that only you're in control and I'm deficient and I can't really do anything on my own and I'm helpless and if Hashem, you do this for me. And by that tefillah, it changes me. I'm a different person. But that's only I've, I've gained that. I've certainly gained that. However, if ultimately is not good for me, then Hashem, I defer to your choice. If this is not the best thing for me, I defer to you. Uqfarinahdi Kolin Yone al Gzairoscha Kayemes Vanagoskal Yaina, I leave everything up to you. Kemai Shah Madavaramalach Allah Shalmah Davar Amalak said in Tahilim. Kuflaman Aleph. Peric one thirty one Hashem Lugobalibi. I have not been exalted in my heart, Vole Romway nai. Or have lifted my eyes in in arrogance. And I have not seek to to go higher in greater heights than I really deserve it. Really, I'm quiet. I'm silent. You know, this pasuk really what it does is it's it's really uh, encompassing everything that fila is. That, that I'm hopeless on my own. David Amel compares himself to a nursing baby. The nursing baby can't do anything, can't even feed itself, so can't lift itself up to feed itself. It's totally dependent on its mother. <laughs> so that's what it is. We place ourselves entirely in Akash Hu's hands. We trust him. And that's part of this idea that. The, this child doesn't know, is it a good time to eat? Is, maybe it's already, he's, it, the child has had its fill. Maybe it's crying for more, but the, the mother knows it's not a good time to eat now. It, will, will, it won't It will be good for you. Okay, so then the, 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 the baby trusts the mother. But the woman says, you know what another shot in this puzzle is? The child eats its fill and is totally satisfied and totally has no worry. Where am I going to get my sustenance tomorrow? What's going to be tomorrow? Are the workers going to come in? Are they going to get am I gonna be able to get my paycheck tomorrow? The baby sleeps like a baby. I mean, they do get up at that age too many times than we'd like. But in terms of the mindset of the child, totally placid in the hands of the mother, totally trusting. This is where I get my food from. I don't know. I don't uh, know any chokmas. The baby doesn't even think about it. David says, I'm compared to that. I don't even think about it. I don't even worry. Yeah, but what's going to be? Could Hashem do it? Will Hashem do it? David says, I totally leave up everything to you, Hashem. And yes, we do have to daven. Now we understand the purpose of tefillah of davening, why we need it, to, to, to always hammer home this point, to incorporate and inculcate in ourselves this idea that we're deficient in Hashem does. But at the same time, once we daven, then we're calm again. We could daven with, with tremendous kavanah. We could daven with tremendous beseeching of Hashem. But once we're finished, we should be calm again, like the baby in its mother's arms. That's it. I did what I have to. Hashem is going to do the, the everything anyway. And at that point, that's it we should feel like the gomel alay imay ki alay nafshi. Agut tenacht.